BetOnlineAthens.com and the Athens Banner Herald. This is the Georgia Bulldogs podcast. Bulldogs Extra. Now, Mark Weiser and Ryan Dennis. Hello, welcome in. Happy New Year to you and yours. I'm Ryan Dennis alongside Mark Weiser here. This is the Bulldogs Extra podcast, or maybe we should call it the Hot Podcast. What do you think, Mark? Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, you like that? You didn't know that was coming, did you? Uh, No, we'll we'll stick with Bulldogs Extra. Okay, okay. Bulldogs Extra podcast. Obviously, Peach Bowl is fresh in our minds, so we decided to talk about it. And, of course, one Jack Podlesny with the 53-yard field goal for the big Peach Bowl win for the Georgia Bulldogs over... Cincinnati on a Friday, New Year's Day, and Mark, uh, you were down there at the at the stadium. Uh, from your vantage point, how good did that uh, kick look off of a uh, hot pod's foot there? You know, truthfully, I didn't actually watch the ball fly through the uprights. I had my binoculars on Podlesny uh, himself. I wanted to see his reaction and then the reaction after the kick. So, what I noticed, and I wrote in my story that popped up after the uh, game, was how Podlesny after it went through. He kind of ran backwards a little bit, uh, and then uh, his snapper, uh, which is pain, Kamar- I guess. Uh, oh, the snapper, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and just right? and just no, no snapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking. You talking about? I watch, I watch Kamara too. You talking about the holder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, and Justin Schaefer kind of chased after him, and uh, I didn't see till afterwards when I got home how Kirby was on the field during the <laughs> field goal attempt, which is uh, I guess part of the reason why they drew that unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Well. With, I mean, not just him, but everyone. Everybody was, ran on the Yeah, show, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't know the the coach, that Kirby Smart was out there too. But uh, clearly, a uh, kind of a cool way to end a uh, a, a very rough, uh, demanding season um, for everyone that played college football. And well, I guess you can't really say it ended then because uh, they still had a safety in store uh, for Aziz Ojolari, which uh, we can talk about his last play, I guess, as a bulldog. But um, you know. I asked Kirby Smart in the post-game Zoom kind of about, you know, how the way that the ball went through the uprights, how it, you know, changed the perception of, uh, you know, this offseason, you know, if it didn't, uh, if it had just, you know, gone a little bit differently, would they feel differently about this team as they head into the, uh, uh, you know, the offseason? And he said, you know, as I said beforehand, kind of it's, it's, uh, you know, somewhere in between the highs and lows in terms of, you know, the victory or not victory. So, but I think certainly uh, that, you know, nobody wanted to start the season by uh, playing Cincinnati in uh, in a non-playoff bowl game. Uh, but, you know, definitely, uh, you know, to, to come back from the 21 to 10 deficit in the fourth quarter and, and get the win, um, you know, is a, is a good way to uh, put a close on this season. Right. And I know that you had uh, you'd written after the game about how now they turn to the 2021 season. And we'll uh, a little bit later, we'll play a little game of who will start there. You excited about that? Uh, a little later in the podcast. Of course, you mentioned Aziz Ojolari, who announced, uh, I believe, on Sunday or was it Saturday that he would uh, he'd be leaving for the NFL. I guess that's no surprise there. I mean, a monster year, two years of, uh, of being dominant off the edge. And, uh, you know, I looked up a couple mock drafts last night just to see where he might fall. Uh, one had him as high as 13 or 14, I believe, in uh, this coming year's draft. 
another had him down around 25 or 26. But uh, I think entering the season, we kind of looked at him as a guy that might declare, you know, if he had a strong year uh, to go to the NFL draft. And if his year up to the Peach Bowl didn't determine that, uh, three sacks, I believe, uh, just dominating Cincinnati on Friday, definitely uh, I, I can't see any reason why he would have wanted to come back after that performance. Yeah, he didn't wait long. It was uh, you know, on uh, Saturday morning that he posted. Uh, you know, he could have told us after the game, but he, nobody really wants to kind of, um, you know, uh, take away from the actual result of the game. Although um, I can remember at the Liberty Bowl in 2000, or not, that wouldn't have been the yeah Liberty Bowl in 2016. Isaiah McKenzie told us that uh, he was gone. He actually hey, did, that's another. How about that guy? Yeah, he had three touchdowns yesterday. He actually didn't have a chance to come back because he had some academic issues. He would have had to sit out. The, well, I guess he could have come back in the summer, but he would not have been able to be around in the spring. Uh, but, yeah, Aziz Ojolari becomes the second Bulldog to declare for the draft after Eric Stokes in terms of underclassmen. And uh, we'll, we'll talk later about uh, some other guys that we'll be watching, you know, in the days ahead. Maybe there'll be somebody that will announce during this podcast as we record uh, here on Monday afternoon. Uh, but, you know, Ojolari, um, you know, I mean, I think he certainly uh, is in position to, to get that first round, uh, you know, great. I, I don't know. Uh, I'd have to look back to see how many, you know, edge rushers got drafted. Uh, you know, in the first round last year, but he's certainly up there in the top three, I think, at that position. Um, so you could see him going in the first half of the first round even. Uh, but, you know, kind of, you know, his first year, he he spent three years with the program, but we didn't really see him until the Sugar Bowl the first year because he was coming back from that knee injury. Right. So uh, very productive. Uh, and, you know, Kirby has a selling point now to, to people that are uh, – you know, players future in the future that are going to go to the NFL saying, you know, look what Aziz did in his last game. You could still help your draft I was going to say that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I think that's a, it's that balance you have to, to kind of that tightrope you have to walk about uh, getting hurt versus, you know, and again, that makes me think, you know, if he hadn't fully committed to, uh, to going to the NFL draft at that point, um, he definitely helped himself. Uh, the other day um let's talk about the uh, georgia offense again jt daniels 392 yards passing he did have uh the one interception but uh a touchdown of course his favorite target george pickens and you know you look at that receiving core that, that georgia has and, and what will come back next year you got pickens arian smith kiaris I, I assume would be back um and then you have uh, jermaine burton there um you know it it just seems like uh, this offense, uh, assuming JT sticks around, which I hadn't, I don't think any of us heard otherwise, this is an offense in the second year of Munkin that just seems like it is ready to do all the things that the Alabamas and the LSUs of last year were able to do. And, uh, you know, Zamir White, if he's back in the backfield, uh, you know, um, Kendall Milton uh, back there again, Kenny McIntosh. This is an offense that, that is ready to, to put up the big numbers that uh, has kind of taken over college football. Well, it wasn't their best performance, obviously, against Cincinnati. And, and I think, you know, kind of two sides of that um, is that, you know, you kind of gained a lot of respect for what Cincinnati defensively had done, you know, against pretty much just AAC teams. I think they had a, a non-conference game with Austin P and Army. Uh, but, um, you know, 
you weren't sure if, th- if those numbers defensively were, were legit. And, you know, the other aspect of that is that Georgia's offensive line uh, was reshuffled, missing their best player in Ben Cleveland. Um, and also, you know, kind of got um, lost the battle of the trenches. I mean, they couldn't run the ball really uh, and didn't uh, try as much, you know, when they noticed. Uh, that's why you ended up seeing a Mississippi State-like game for, for JT yeah. Daniels with not many, many rushing yards for the Bulldogs and, uh, you know, throwing the ball around a lot. I think it would have almost 400 yards again. Yeah, 392. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's probably uh, – you want a little bit more consistency. I mean, when you look at uh, 14 points against Kentucky, that was pre-JT Daniels. But this 24 point showing was the lowest uh, since JT became starter. And uh, you got a what? Two of those points came from a safety. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I think that there needs to be a consistent uh, game in, game out, uh, a better balance, and um, you know, the offensive line I think played a lot of uh, you know why that didn't happen this time. Flipping over to the defensive side, you know, I, you know, Richard LeCount, he got in there for – I know he was in there on the last play. Did you notice throughout the game how much he was in there? Uh, that was it. That was the only play he played. The only play yeah. he was in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of cool for them to, uh, to, to throw him out there uh, kind of on his last play like that. But, you know, thinking about Chris Smith, you know, I think about the play where I think it was a screen pass or something, and he came flying up and, and hit a guy. Uh, at the at the line of scrimmage, so you think about him, Lewis Seen uh, in the secondary. How much was LeCount's injury? You know, you hate to see that happen, but how much did that help Chris Smith get ready for you know being that guy in the secondary going forward? Yeah, I mean, when you look at losing LeCount, I mean, you haven't had him for you know half the season. I mean, he didn't play since the Kentucky game. Um, you know, I haven't really dove in. I mean, I mean are we sure that, that Chris Smith's going to be your starter with, with Luisini? Maybe. No, I mean, I, no, think be, I think there'll be a lot of competition. Uh, guys coming in from this freshman class. Uh, you know, Keely Ringo's got to fit in somewhere. Um, you know, uh, you saw some uh, some changes with Tyreek Stevenson playing corner. I guess it mm-hmm. was Latavius Brinney at the nickel spot. Yeah. So uh, they have some options, and, and we still will see what happens with, with Tyson Campbell, whether he joins the mix in terms of guys going to the NFL. Um, but, I, I mean, I do think Chris Smith, and I haven't watched the game yet on replay. Uh, I usually wait a while to watch the last one since we got, you know, hmm. eight months before yeah. the next game. Uh, but, you know, certainly he's he's uh, gotten the type of experience that he would not have had, uh, you know, if LeCount, um, you know, wasn't uh, – if he was, you know, playing snap after snap and, you know, for down the stretch. And, you know, I mentioned Stevenson. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really, another play I didn't see until the replay. I did notice, That's obviously, the, yeah. the, the huge uh, pass breakup he had as Cincinnati was trying to, you know, kind of uh, ice the game away. Yeah, game saver. Uh, but he came off, uh, you know, there's a guy beating the Georgia secondary, and, and he, you know, made made an incredible uh, play to, to knock the ball away and, uh, you know, force a punt there you know what i've noticed uh tyreek you know it's kind of funny to me he's just a sophomore i feel like we've been hearing about this guy for for several years but um going into his junior year he, he seems like more of a of a what strong safety type of player i've seen him in what seems like a linebacker type position on plays and stuff but you know when they needed that play in the secondary the other day he acted like a you know, like a cornerback to, to close on that play. But like you mentioned, Keely Ringo will hopefully be cleared next year to play for Georgia. You got a Stevenson, maybe a Campbell. I mean, I guess uh, even losing Stokes, that they're still set at that position uh, for a couple years coming. 
Well, they're going to have a big turnover with with losing LeCount, losing Stokes if they lose Campbell. I mean, that's going to be one of the areas uh, in particular on this team that's going to look entirely different, um, you know, except for Luis Cine, uh, you know, as uh, and then, you know, we'll see what, how Smith fits in as well. But, uh, you know, I, I think there's guys in this recruiting class, uh, you know, that can come in and, and, and make a run for, for playing time and, and maybe even a starting spot. I think we heard a lot about, uh, you know, Nyland Green out of Newton High School, that, that mm-hmm. he's a guy that, that uh, they're very high on. Uh, I think he was a fifth at his position, you know, quarterback nationally. So, um, yeah, the kid coming in from Woodstock uh, at safety. I don't know, you know, if he can compete for playing time. Yeah, and we'll, we'll see who, you know, what the transfer portal brings. I mean, that could always, uh, you know, be in the mix. I mean, Deion Sanders took away a junior mm. college cornerback uh, that they were counting on. Uh, you know, to to play, you don't you don't uh, bring in a, a JUCO kid, and then we didn't really speak much at all about JT Daniel, not not uh, JT Daniel, uh, DJ Daniel, who didn't really play that much this year. Uh, you know, comparatively speaking, he's a guy that did have some starting experience, but you know, he wasn't part of uh, the program anymore after the the uh, regular season. So, uh, another guy that's you know a, a practice player that that uh, you know played at certain times during his career, he's no longer going to be in the picture either. So, that would definitely be an area worth watching in the springtime yeah you know i was thinking about uh aziz too i mean who will fill that uh kind of spot adam anderson uh, he's a senior right uh so um i guess he'll be gone but what no 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 adam, is he adam a junior? Is a, he's a junior okay yeah. yeah see this whole uh do they have uh, a you know extra season <laughs> and and will they come back with an extra extra season always throws me off a little bit you know i'm thinking about walter grant is he still gonna be in the program uh you know going forward and is he a guy – I mean, we've seen some some spark out of him in the past. Could he take over that Aziz spot? Will he be on the team? I mean, we don't really know. Uh, Walter Grant has not been a factor for, for a long time. I, yeah, that's and, what I'm saying. He, he's uh, – you know, I, I wrote about it, I tweeted about it, I guess. Uh, you know, he, he was not listed on – when they were going to have a senior day of 23 guys or so. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even listed on there, so – um, you know, not exactly sure what went on there, but um, I would not expect him, and you know, unless something popped up, uh, you know, there's no sign that, that he's a guy that they're planning around. Now, you know, MJ Sherman, who came in as a, as a big time recruit in the last class, he'd be a guy that would benefit from Aziz Ojalari yeah. going. Um, you, know, you lose Jermaine Johnson, who transferred, he's now at Florida State, uh, you know, but, but Georgia. Um, you know, Adam Anderson in particular has really come on mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, gives them a guy that, that was second on the team in sacks. I'm going to you know, call up the numbers here. Uh, if you look at the sacks, six and a half sacks this year uh, for Adam Anderson and uh, second on the team behind Aziz is eight and a half. So I can say it seemed a lot of times like they were in at about the same time on a lot of those uh, meetings at the quarterback, so to speak. So, yep. And, uh, yeah, I look for MJ Sherman. And then, uh, you know, you, you go to uh, – Well, you think of Channing Tindall. I mean, he's a linebacker by trade, I guess. But is he a guy that can, you know, shift over and come off the edge a lot? We'll see what they've got planned uh, flexibility-wise. I mean, you are losing Monty Rice. Um, so, you know, you're going to need to be strong at that position as well. But, um, you know, the, the kid they signed out of IMG that was, uh, you know, a big-time get for them uh, – yeah, the sorry kid mm-hmm. um, you know I think he's a little bit raw but um, you know most of these kids are early enrolling so uh, they'll have their hands on them in the spring to, to get them uh, coached up yeah and of course let's uh, let's get back to hot pot real fast I mean a guy you know how do you follow a guy like Rodrigo Blankenship and and you come in and you know everybody's eyes are on your eye you know everybody 
feels that you got you know you had a legendary kicker like uh, Rodrigo. Everybody loved him. He seemed to always be clutch. And you know they had the the extra point streak that I'm not even sure where it's at now. It seems like it's near 500. Does that sound right uh, for in a row? Yeah, they haven't missed yet. And, and yeah, exactly. So he comes in and just keeps that legacy going. I think he was 38 to 38 this year on point afters, 13 to 16 on field goals, including the game winner, which I think a lot of Bulldog fans were probably sitting there like, you know what? He's probably not going to make this, so let's not get upset about it. And then, I mean, it was the perfect draw right through the uprights. From uh, probably would have been good from about 58. Yeah, it, when I did watch the replay, he, he d- definitely had uh, some extra yards behind it. It wasn't just like it just kind of barely got over. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, he's been uh, – for a guy that came in and uh, you know, Jared Zirkle was the guy that they signed out oh, of Texas yeah. that, yeah. that uh, you know, he won uh, – you know, Pod, Pod Lesney won the battle for that job and, um, you know, ended up – I think he was – is it 13 of 16? Uh, something yeah, like that yeah, 13 of 16 on field goals. For, for the year. So you, you couldn't really ask for much more. And uh, three of three from 50-plus yards. So that's pretty impressive. Um, so, uh, you know. Even and, and the first game winner of his life, he said. Yep. Yep. He didn't really kick that much at, at his high school. And I did the story about him early in the season. Uh, he had one year basically where, where he was the guy. Uh, so, uh, you know, good job for Georgia to identify him. Yeah. I think Michigan was involved with him as a, as a walk on. They, they brought him up to or, or he went with his dad up to campus there as well. But um, yeah, it'll be uh, he looks like he's you know well in good position to, to hold on to that job now. Yep, and like you said, you wrote from Hot Rod to Hot Pod. Read all about that at onlineathens.com, as well as a lot of other Bulldog content. Why don't we take a break right now, Mark? I thought you were going to do that earlier. Yeah, I know. Got got away from us, but a lot of good uh, Peach Bowl talk right there as uh, we talk about uh, Georgia getting another New Year's Six victory. And uh, we'll look ahead to next season. When we come back, we'll, uh, like I said, we'll play Who Will Start There next season right after this on the Bulldogs Extra podcast from the Athens Banner Herald and Online Athens. All right, hey, thanks for joining us, staying with us here on the Bulldogs Extra Podcast from the Athens Banner Herald. Of course, Georgia coming off a, I guess, thrilling uh, victory over Cincinnati, what, 24-21 in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl in Atlanta. And, Mark, we... Wait, wait, we're not going to talk about the Chick-fil-A that they served at halftime of the game? Oh, did or, you get pre-game, some? Pre-game, was pre-game. It a, uh, was it a box lunch? Uh, the fine folks at Chick-fil-A, uh, they had, you know, they didn't have any fries there, but um, they had a, you know... Chips? They did have chips. I, I passed on that. They had, Ooh. they had the, the Chick Fil A sandwiches. They had uh, some brownies. Um, uh, let's see, there's some fruit. Uh, hey, I got a story to tell you. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I got a story uh, for you. Um, can't remember else. Some other sides maybe. Um, and uh, Mercedes, uh, which they they've done in the past. They had. Uh, you get a car? No, they had oh. the. Um, the ice cream bar, which is uh, somebody was there with gloves on to serve it. Oh, good. I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't partake in that, but it looked good. Did they have uh, their rack of Dr. Pepper? Did not notice that. Oh, man. I'm no. all over that one. This go. was not the SEC championship. That's true. Game. That's I guess it's not a Mercedes-Benz thing. Yeah. Now, I will say this. Um, you know, initially, the, the word from the Bull folks was 18,000 would be there, and then it was 16,500, mm-hmm. and then the announced attendance was like 15,2 or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it looked like, like less than that. So hmm. um, I was surprised. I thought it would be kind of a little bit, you know, a bit more of a... Bulldog? Uh, well, just more of a... I mean, maybe because of the... What does that see? 
80,000 less? Yeah, somewhere 78 something, I believe. Yeah. But if they, you know, add a few more standing room only, that might yeah. get Yeah. I don't know if, if it sounded a little bit more muted because the, the press box there is enclosed. So you mm-hmm. have the glass there and it's yeah. not open air. But um, I don't know. How did it translate on TV? Did it feel like it was not much of a. It of felt a, like it had all year. I mean, uh, yeah. with, uh, you know, they, they did a good job of setting up mics to. To uh, capture the now, what did you did, what did you watch? Didn't they have like four channels for the game? They had like a control room. They had I, a I don't know sky cam. The, they did for the New Year's, like the I mean the um, the no, they had it for this game too. Did they? Yeah. Well, I only watched the main channel then. Feinbaum did a show, I think. Oh god, no. Then yeah, I did stay focused on the uh, ESPN, just the ESPN broadcast. But I was gonna tell you my Chick Fil A story. So I'm down at Atlanta last week covering the high school state championships, which one was led by Brock Vandergriff, future UGA quarterback, and Prince Avenue. That day, though, we uh, got there, and there was a big spread of Chick-fil-A out, right? So I grabbed me a Chick-fil-A sandwich and a, and a bag of chips and a Coke and thoroughly enjoyed grubbing on it. Well, the next day, all the food is behind a big uh, curtain with a big sign on it that says, for GPB <laughs> employees only. So all of us uh, writers there just stole Georgia Broadcast uh, food, I guess. So mm. I know. I thought that was a little bit of a bummer, so I had to buy my food the next, next few days. Yeah, I read that um, McDonald's is, uh, they probably have done this already, but they're coming out with even another version of what I what I guess looks like the Chick-fil-A sandwich, uh, maybe in February, uh, trying to compete with, was it the Popeyes and the Wendy's maybe? And the Chick-fil-A, Popeyes, Wendy's. Have you had the, have you had the Wendy's? Is that- the Wendy's has always been pretty good. I hadn't had the new Wendy's. Uh, mm-hmm. I had the Popeyes. It was pretty good, but, you know, I didn't write mom about it, you know? Mm. Hey, let's play a game. Who will start there next year for Georgia? Looking ahead, are we assuming that JT Daniels is going to be back and he will be the quarterback uh, bar none next year? Yeah, I'm not assuming anything anymore. Um, I don't know if you heard this, but Georgia got a guy named Jamie Newman that came here that I assumed would be the starting quarterback. And then he decided not to be the starting quarterback. Now, maybe there was a chance that Dewan Mathis was going to beat him out anyway. Uh, you know, hmm. you know, uh, I don't think Jamie's granted any interviews since he left Georgia. Uh, but um, give me, I, we can do it more by percentage if you want to play that game. All right, give me a percent. The percentage chance that JT Daniels is starting against Clemson in uh, September in Charlotte. Is that what you're saying? The Duke's Mayo uh, pregame. No, show this or is whatever? not a this is not a Duke's Mayo affiliate thing. You sure? Yeah, the Duke's Mayo does the bowl game. I know that, but I they thought... Don't, they don't do the kickoff game. Okay. They don't do the kickoff I feel like game. we need to double-check that. I, I feel think, like Duke's Mayo is... Uh, no. Okay, go ahead. So. By the way, um, is Duke's Mayo, like, is that the, the deal? Is that better than Hellman's or whatever? Uh, you know, it seems like there's a blue, pay, blue plate people and there's Hellman's people, or, or maybe it's Duke's. I can't remember. There's some southern people. Wait, are, what is blue plates? In blue plate, the uh, it's uh, or maybe it's blue ribbon. Blue ribbon mm. is a uh, type of mayo. Maybe it's a southern thing. Uh, Go ahead, give me a percent. Give me a percent. I'm going to play conservatively. I'm just going to say 75. Um, Well, that that has the factor that he's not going to go pro, which I just don't think he's ready for that, and that uh, Brock Vandergriff doesn't come in, or... Say uh, Carson Beck or Stetson Bennett. Be well, I mean, I know. I think I think if JT Daniels here, he's going to be start, starting. starting. Yeah, 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 absolutely. All right, let's go to running back. Is Zamir White going to be your starter next year, or will Kendall Milton? Let's say, uh, if you want to play percentage game again, please do. Uh, Zamir White's back. Will start the uh, let's say majority of the games next year for the University of Georgia. Um, will he start the majority of the games? I mean, I don't even know exactly how many games he started this year. I mean, 793 yards, 11 touchdowns, 10 games played. Um, 
uh, you're saying that, that Kendall Milton will start over Kenny McIntosh. I, I guess who you're doing there. Um, mm-hmm. James mm-hmm. James Cook could also be a starter. I will give the percentage of Zamir White being your starter next year at uh, 48%. Okay. Okay. It, if Kendall Milton... I'm not uh, sure what the point of this game is, but go ahead. <laughs> Trying to intrigue our listeners here who are still with us, right? Thanks. We appreciate it. Um, okay, so as I mentioned earlier, the the wide receivers, um, obviously you got George Pickens back. You've got uh, Jermaine Burton, who I guess didn't have uh, too big of a game in the in the uh, Peach Bowl the other day. Arian Smith kind of came on, even though... Uh, Kirby said Jermaine Burton missed some practice time uh, because of COVID protocols. Gotcha. So that means he had it? Uh, he, didn't, he did not detail that. <laughs> Which is... Another thing about this year that Georgia did not uh, now, one of the, apparently uh, ever have an incident, hardly. They no, say. no, no. Uh, Trevon Walker missed the uh, Peach Bowl because of right. COVID protocols. Now, I don't think um, Kirby mentioned COVID protocols per se, uh, but I believe it was it was N'Kobe Dean, I think, mentioned it uh, about why he was missing. Um, mm. so, slip? Did he slip up there? I don't know. Um Look, everyone's going to be back. You're going to get, um, uh, in terms of wideouts, uh, you know, on paper, that is. And then you're going to get back, um, what's the the guy with the two ACL injuries? Uh, Receiver? Yeah. I never wrote about him, too. I'm just drawing a blank now. Well, you know, I'm thinking of... Uh, Come on! Arian Smith. No, uh, the guy that didn't play at all this year. Well, see, you can't put me on the spot like that because here we are Jesus. with dead air. He's, he's one of their... Dominic Blalack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. I did not. Uh, how do you not come up with it and you got it? I don't know. I had a brain, yeah, I had a brain freeze yeah. there. I had a brain freeze. I ate, I ate too much uh, dairy. <laughs> I, I got a brain freeze. Um, look, there, that's a that's a loaded position for Georgia now. Um, you know, and I'm not putting any percentages on it, but it's a long time between January and September, and uh, you know. George Pickens has been known to have some, uh, you know, issues. Uh, hopefully he's matured and, and that won't be a deal. And also with any of these guys at any position, uh, you know, the transfer portal is going to be uh, a deal where, uh, you know, it's going to be free flowing and, and you're not going to have to sit out eventually. Um, I don't even know when that takes effect, but, you know, um, probably by next season, I think it is. So, yeah. um, you know, whether you get a guy coming in like uh, Eric Gilbert from LSU uh, at tight end or whether you get a guy walk going out that you don't expect. I mean, I don't think many people are expecting Jermaine Johnson. So some of these guys, uh, you know, might, might want to go somewhere else because they think there's better opportunity and, uh, we're not privy to all that details yet. I was going to talk about Eric there for a minute. Of course, uh, Darnell Washington had a big, uh, kind of, I guess last couple games, he, he really kind of made his presence known as his big, uh, what, six-foot-seven self uh, should be doing. So I know they got a lot of Bulldog fans excited. If you bring in Gilbert and put him on the other side of that, I mean, don't want to leave out John Fitzpatrick at all, but, I mean, those are two studs right there that, that will likely be uh, the main uh, tight ends on your team next year. Two numbers that, are, that I'm looking at and that kind of jump out at me. Darnell Washington's averaging 23.7 yards a catch out of his seven catches as a bulldog. Arian Smith, two catches, <laughs> averaging 43 yards a catch yeah, well. with, with a touchdown. So uh, he's a guy that, that's really worth, uh, you know, exciting to see what he's mm-hmm. going to do with that speed, um, you know, when they get him more. 
time out there. And also, let's not forget uh, Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint. That was uh, also hmm. a, a guy. That, I can't think about him without thinking about the, that that look of him laying there. Ugh. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what his timeline is for return, but um, you know he's another guy. Um, so. Getting to the offensive line, how close will next year's line resemble what we saw in the Peach Bowl? I mean, Trey Hill wasn't there. He was out. Uh, will he, he Will he move back to guard next year, do you think? Will who move back to guard? Trey. Trey Hill. Well, you're presuming he's going to be here. No, I know. I know. Uh, yeah. I think it will look uh, – I'm not sure you're going to see guys come back. You know, you know, Cleveland's gone. Trey Hill might be gone. Um, you know – Maybe you do see Jamari Salyer at guard like you did. Uh, I'm not sure whether uh, Warren Erickson's going to hold down the starting center job. I mean, maybe Cedric Von Prahn with a, an offseason can right. unseat him there. Uh, you know, it's time for Broderick Jones to come in as a five-star to, to find his spot on the offensive line. I would expect that to be Clay possible. Webb? How about Amarius Mims that, that comes in? Mm-hmm. Uh, another guy, and, and they have... Uh, of other, course, Xavier uh, Trust started at left tackle the other day, if I'm not mistaken. Or at least yeah, I saw him in there a good bit. Yeah, I'm not sure how that worked out for him. I mean, I haven't heard... The, the kind of game breakdown I haven't watched the replay yet but but he might have to fight to, to stay in that first five uh, there's a lot of uh, talent from these recruiting classes um, you know whether it's a Chad Lindbergh oh yeah uh, you know there, there's other guys so uh, and, and this class had had three or four of them that, that uh, probably have a chance to to get some PT so um I think it will look similar, uh, not necessarily in the guys where they line them up. I mean, uh, Justin Schaefer, I guess, was a senior, right? So he's not going to be around. Yeah. See, that's, again, where they all they all kind of run together. Who could be back and not be back because of the extra year of, uh, of eligibility that they are presented. Let's move over to the defense side. We already talked a lot about the edge rushers. We talked about the secondary. I think we're expecting Nakobe to kind of be the leader, kind of take that role of uh, Monty Rice in the middle next year. He did a good job the other day. It, it appeared to me, uh, you know, in that spot uh, on defense in the in the Peach Bowl, and then of course you have uh, Quay. I guess Quay Walker uh, should be a, a pretty prominent leader next year. Um, is that what you kind of expect too? Is uh, is um, Nakobe to just be that Monty Rice type of leader? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's already your leading uh, tackler of the season as a sophomore with with 71. And then you're also bringing back four of your top five, Louis Sine, yeah. Quay Walker, Tyreek Stevenson, kind of a quiet uh, fifth on the team in tackles, 34. I'm telling you, he kind of plays like a linebacker role when I, when uh, I watch. W- with five pass breakups. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting. Um, Devontae Wyatt got an invite from the Hula Bowl. I don't know mm. if we mentioned this on the podcast. But he said he was coming back, did he not? He did not say that, but the Senior Bowl's executive director kind of uh, subtweeted or just tweeted at the Hula Bowl that said Wyatt's planning to come back to Georgia, and you haven't heard anything differently about that. Um, so uh, that would obviously be huge. And then, you know, we haven't talked about Jordan Davis, but if he comes back, Mm-hmm. Um, that's uh, he was very impactful this game. He had a sack, he had a block field goal, a partially blocked field goal, I guess you could call it. Um, so he'd be the. I mean, those two guys are, would be uh, uh, terrific to yeah. build around, along with a guy like Jalen Carter, who's coming back um, with 14 tackles this year, seven quarterback hurries. Walker uh, and then Trevon Walker, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, as well. So uh, you know. This defense, uh, Nolan Smith is also. We did talk about the edge rushers. You know he, yeah. I mean, he's going to be a junior now, and 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 certainly his chance for for more playing time will increase uh, as Aziz goes. Absolutely, that's a guy that I feel like was kind of forgotten about. Number one recruit in the country a couple of years ago, and uh, you know played a good bit, but never really uh, made his presence felt. So, 
Hey, if I'm a Bulldog fan, I'm getting excited about next year. It seems like, you know, you've, you've got a lot of pieces in place. Like I said, Todd Munkin's second year leading the offense, uh, assuming JT Daniels is back. This seems like a team to uh, to get excited about if you're if you're Georgia Bulldogs. Now you got to take that next step. You got to beat, you know, Clemson. To open the year would be a huge step in that direction. So we will see what next year holds for the Bulldogs. Anything else from the Peach Bowl, Mark? Uh, sure, there's plenty to talk about, and we can break down uh, so much of it. Um, no, I mean. I do think it was kind of telling, uh, you know, what Kirby said after the game, which was the narrative, you know, was that these guys didn't want to be here and that, uh, you know, that the opt-outs were kind of signaling that, that this was a team that wasn't bought in. But I, I never really sensed that. I mean, I thought Kirby did a good job this year by, uh, you know, being pretty transparent, uh, addressing the rumors right away. Uh, you know, actually, the first uh, kind of game week uh, official bowl press conference was supposed to be uh, Monday, you know, four days before before the game, but uh, Georgia kind of surprised the beat writers by sending out an email on Saturday morning, um, you know, two days before that, saying that Kirby was going to be available at 6 p.m. This was the first day that the players got back, and um, you know, he addressed that you know we're missing uh, these four guys uh, when when asked about them. And uh, I thought that was a good way to kind of get that behind. And then he just said, you know, that there had been some, some bad reporting that Aziz Ojolari was not going to be playing, um, and uh, you know. There, there was some, some uh, misinformation out there about that. And so, you know, y- you sensed it that, that these guys uh, were into it. Um, the guys that weren't were fine. It was like, you know, Eric Stokes, Ben Cleveland, um, you know, Trey McKitty, you know, thanks for your service. But, uh, you know, we're, we're going to play this game and, and try to get a W. And another uh, a fan favorite, I, I know, that uh, was uh, – will, will not, I guess, take up his fifth or sixth year of eligibility, his uh, linebacker um, – who am I thinking of? Nate McBride. Yeah, I mean, he will, he will I, move on to the next step in his career. A couple things I'll say about that. Um, not about Nate particularly, and and you know, props for him for kind of you know knowing what his role was after the first couple of years, and 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 just being happy to be a bulldog, and you know whether it was special teams or, or you know getting some snaps late in games of some of these lopsided games. Um, you know, McBride seemed to still enjoy the college experience, and and uh, yeah, I guess he got some hype as a, as a recruit, um, but but you know didn't pan out in, in that sort of way as an impact guy in terms of an every down player. Um, but um, <laughs> so I, I guess Nate put out something that said, you know, I'm I'm done playing, and and this is kind of uh, you know a little bit newsy, uh, just because you know these seniors have a chance to come back, but I mean. Uh, I'm presuming that if, if if you're not announcing that you're coming back, that, that, that you're done with your career. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kirby did announce those guys like Cleveland and Stokes, and then even like Monday, Tuesday, three or four days later, uh, or, or two or three, four days later, you know, these guys were announcing that um, – that they weren't playing in the bowl game. And then some people were writing it out like uh, this was an official. I mean, Kirby, you know, said that like mm-hmm. it's so kind of took away a little bit of the, of the luster of those announcements. But um, well, remember a couple of years ago when it was me, Cole and Riley and uh, well, that was Nalda. That they was did one, it like every hour on the hour. There. Yeah, that was one fell swoop. Now, uh, the story on that, I don't know if I told this one, is that I wrote up that story uh, for us about, um, you know, that three or four guys had had declared. And then I was like, OK. All right, that's a lot. They all just came out like half hour, 45 minutes after each other. Boom, boom, boom. Then I'm like, okay. And then I ran over to, with my wife uh, over, yeah. over to Lowe's <laughs> to do a little shopping pre-pandemic. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then another one announced, and I, yeah, I think I, I messaged. Well, you, I, don't, I you, had to yeah. take it, yeah. Was it you? Yeah. Yeah, I messaged. I was like, uh, hey, can you update that story? We got another guy that's... Uh, 
and I think I have really bad reception to Lowe's, so I couldn't even, I couldn't even really read it that, that good. But uh, in any event, um, hey, did um, did your bowl packet come with a Chick Fil A gift card? Bowl packet. Did y'all not get like a, a little thing that had a media no, guide in it or something? Uh, no, 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 no. They didn't. They didn't have any. Um, yeah. No, there was no bowl gift this year, which is fine. But uh, maybe it's coming in the mail. Like I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe they've. When you got, when you got, um, well, as you tell, I'm still rocking my sugar bowl hat from uh, last year. Yeah, I got that. I don't, th- I, I don't think I've oh, even I worn love that. Yeah. I also, uh, you know, from time to time, we'll break out my sugar bowl shirt from a couple of years ago. So that is good swag right there. Hey, while we're talking UGA sports, let's mention the Lady Dogs basketball team who throttled Auburn yesterday on the plains. Now Auburn was without its best player, who she has a unique name. Her name is Unique Thompson. She uh, averages 18.5 points and 15.5 rebounds per game. She was out yesterday. So one of the reasons Georgia kind of took care of business down there at Auburn. But the Lady Dogs will be back against South Carolina on Thursday. uh, Number five ranked South Carolina, Mark. So what about the men's basketball team? I mean, they need to win at LSU uh, to make that hot start of what 7-0 seem like it actually meant something. I mean, I think they just need a win if they want to, you know, not be kind of, uh, you know, you don't want to start an 0-2 hole in the SEC. Uh, the uh, first NCAA net rankings came out today. I can't remember exactly where it was. I tweeted out. I'm going to 74. Georgia is uh, 86 in the first net rankings, which uh, is ninth in the SEC. So, I mean, Georgia was picked 13th in the preseason. So they're ahead of that curve at least. But, um, you know, they're, they're coming off a, a, a bad game against Mississippi State, which just lost at home to Kentucky. Uh, now, Georgia, you know, had a week before that, that um, Mississippi State game, if memory serves me correct. And then they have another week now before mm-hmm. this LSU game. I, I was uh, first row game too. I thought it was interesting. I didn't realize um, you know South Carolina, who's missed a bunch of games because of COVID issues at that school, played Florida A and M this weekend. I think it was um, like an eight point win. Wasn't someone it? else in the conference played uh, um, Wichita State. So there were a couple non conference games. I'm a little surprised Georgia didn't take advantage of, of having a chance to, to add another one um, as opposed to just having like one game and uh, you know once a, once a week so but they'll gear up now they'll have they'll have games midweek games and Saturday games and uh, we'll see I mean uh, Tom Crean was not happy with uh, their showing uh, their effort I guess on the on the defensive end in particular uh, and, and so we'll see if they have some bounce back tough tough to go on the road for the first time to go to LSU uh, but uh, you got to go on the road for uh, you know half your games in the conference so here they are yeah like we said it's uh eight in a row at home to start it will be interesting to see how georgia does down at lsu a place where they lost by 30 something last year to close out the regular season and that was with an anthony edwards playing for georgia so i know they're both uh different teams maybe georgia's a more uh team oriented team now without anthony edwards uh running the running the show um we'll say this that um Josh Brooks is now Georgia's interim athletic director. He's uh, four days in, and there's not been a scandal yet, so things are going well for uh, Georgia. I also saw that he hadn't lost yet. Have you seen that? Uh, how many games have been played? You got, you got the three. football game. <laughs> you, you said got... something about swimming and diving in there. I don't know. You had football. You had uh, women's basketball. Uh, I can't keep up with it. But uh, All right. Well, uh, we will be back. Yeah. With that, how long has this podcast been? We got a half hour? Uh, yeah, yeah. A little over. All right. Uh, we'll be back. We'll, we won't have any more Chick-fil-A stories to tell you. So, uh, you know, we'll see. How, what, how will we keep the listeners? We'll see what I'll say. Hey, um, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but hey, you might want to vote tomorrow. It's, it's, uh, it's, 
It's a rare January vote. And if you go to our website, onlineathens.com, our friends at the Grady School have uh, have helped us with a, uh, a story on uh, how the women's basketball team at UGA, Georgia Southern, and I believe Georgia State have uh, kind of gotten into uh, helping out with the with the voting and all that. So yeah, uh, if you hadn't done so early, like I have, I think Mark maybe, uh, you know, go out on Tuesday and. Uh, you know, do your uh, American duty there. Speaking of vote, my Heisman vote, I guess I can reveal tomorrow night after the uh, after the uh, 7 p.m., is it? Uh, something like that, the uh, the Heisman finals. Let me guess, uh, they were once committed to the University of Georgia. Um, how many of those guys were committed? <laughs> the only one that I know of. I do know that Justin Fields would be getting uh, a lot yeah. more votes if they had, had not had the vote no. yet. I mean, damn impressive what he did well, against uh, Clemson the other night. Yeah. Would that one game sway your mind though that much? Uh, yeah, I mean, and he certainly could get into a ballot if if he yeah. if you know if he was off the radar at five or six, you'd push him up there. Yeah. How much do you think that Dabo stuff uh, motivated them a little more? I mean, I think they just want to get to the national championship game, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm all about the bulletin board material. I think it's a a real thing. But hey, that's that will do it for the Bulldogs Extra podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. See ya.